We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 189. On this episode, we've got some news and recent episodes of The Glades, Major Crimes, Melissa and Joey, Franklin and Bash, Suits, and Unforgettable, plus a reality check and some TV on DVD picks. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 189. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray. And she's Ray. Hey, Ray. Still no TV-related blog. Hey! <laughs> Just wanted to say real quick that Suits and Unforgettable are two different shows. Since it was Melissa oh, and, right, Joey, Melissa Franklin and, Joey, and Bash, Franklin and Bash, Suits and Un- Unforgettable. They are two different shows that we will discuss. Um, if not, I only watched one half of the show. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't remember the other part? <laughs> All right. Unforgettable. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. In news. Sharknado will have a midnight screening at a few Regal, Edwards, and UA cinemas on August 2nd. Ray and I were discussing Sharknado. Don't go, people. Don't go. (laughs) And Ray had so many questions after her three minutes of show that she watched. Look, here's all I'm saying. If it was horrible on my 42-inch high-def TV, just imagine how much horrible it's going to be on a gigantic theater screen. Right, right. At at 12.50 a pop. Oh, oh my God! People, it is not worth your money. I'm just saying. Watch it, it on not. Sci-Fi first. Make sure you really want to go do that. Just saying. No real issues with the stock footage. All right, go on. It's all about the, it's, it's all about the the group dynamic, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could convince enough people to uh, spend that amount of money to go see it to make it worth the group dynamics. Could just be you and four other people in a theater it's at true. midnight. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, be there. Okay. The Doctor Who 50th anniversary special is set to be simulcast in 200 countries so that there are no spoilers. I think that's a really smart idea, and I approve. It's going to play at like 11 a.m. Pacific time and like 2 p.m. East Coast time. When is that airing? November 23rd, I think. Is that a Saturday? I think so. Well, that's good, because I'm not going to be able to watch it at 2 o'clock on a Friday. I'll be at work. No, that is Black Friday. <laughs> no, Thanksgiving's late this year. Uh-uh. It's the next week. Yeah, Thanksgiving's the next week. Yeah, it's the, anyway. the, Saturday, the Saturday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, so we have that to look forward to. Um, IFC has renewed Marin for a second season. I've never watched it. I don't care. ABC has been... <laughs> ABC Family has canceled Bunheads on the heels of having canceled The Lion Game. Surprised about... Well, not surprised, but sad about Bunheads. And I couldn't care less about The Lion Game. I just know that I thought Charisma Carpenter was horrible. It's just another one of those shows, though, that had did have a fan base that was watching it, but was built around a mystery that you're never going to get... Right. And so I I warn fans of Twisted yeah. <laughs> to not get, Don't too, get too attached. Not get too attached because while it may be doing all right now, come halfway through a second season, maybe it doesn't get all its episodes and you never get an answer. Right. Okay. The CW has renewed Whose Line Is It Anyway for a second slash tenth season. 
Uh, second season on CW, 10th season overall with Aisha Tyler. What's her name? Aisha Tyler, Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, and Wayne Brady all coming back, which is good. And it should be noted that Laurel and whoever the other musician are still there, too, for when they do the hoedowns and the music stuff, which I think is really awesome. So, yeah. That's cool. And then CBS has renewed Under the Dome for a second season because it's getting huge ratings. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Here's my favorite thing about that. That Les Moonves said... They could be stuck under there for years. Who knows? And I was like, but in the book that it's based on, they can't be. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Exactly, Les Moonves. More power to them. I'm not watching it. Well, the the thing is, is it depends on the the time frame on which you like. Once you're through this first season, you they've it's only it'll only have been like maybe a handful of weeks, so. Well, I get that, but he made it sound like he was saying years, as far as he was concerned. Yeah, in the in the time frame, I mean, they could keep the show on for years, but it sort of like Lost, you know, the the first few seasons of Lost took place over like you know a hundred days. Right. So, they a lot more thing. kids in this one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> well, that became a problem on Lost as well. The dome speeds up um, yeah. aging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Almighty. Yeah. So that's our news. I only care about about 1% of it. It is. Well, I like, you know, I like whose line it is in a way. Uh, yeah. I think it's interesting to do the Doctor Who thing, uh, you know, to have Yeah, because I don't want to be spoiled because I'll be pissed. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a good idea. And, uh, you know, not a surprise under the dome. Yeah. It's coming back for another season. Even though it, it makes me wonder what the plan for the first season originally was, like, because they're done with it, aren't they? I mean, it's it's filmed. Yeah, well, I mean, they were filming pretty recently, but it is filmed. I don't know. They could probably always go change it if they want. So, yeah. And then disappointed that Bunheads isn't coming back. Yeah. It got good by the end. Maybe uh, ASP could just create a new show and cast all of them again <laughs> until it finally sticks. So, yeah. So, that's news. Uh, this is a, this is a you could do like a like the anthology type of series where you just you just cast them all, you know, like American yeah. Horror Story. You just do a new a new story with all these people in it. Exactly, exactly. And then this is this is my favorite part of the email: Comic Con 2013. Three question marks. It's pretty I, much how Comic Con 2013. Oh, I I well, when I sent out the first one, I realized that it didn't put any spot in the outline to say anything about Comic-Con and figure there might be a story or something that you wanted to tell or, uh, or something. Um, I don't know. <laughs> my favorite moments of Comic-Con had to do with uh, celebrities remembering me. <laughs> and, um, which is important because Charlie Day and I are like best friends. Anders Holm and I are like best friends. And... Um, I am a celebrity at Sweet Things at the Hilton Bayfront. Jason was there. He witnessed it firsthand. <laughs> that might be I my am a celebrity. <laughs> that might be my favorite story of Comic Con is not figuratively, but literally walking into Sweet Things with Amory is like walking into Cheers with Norm. It's so true. <laughs> it's a hundred percent true. They, 
they were all calling out her name. The owner came out of the back and gave her a hug. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> It was amazing. They're the best. I love them. And and thank you for the free yogurt. That, and because was I was there a thousand times <laughs> in four days, um, by the end of four days, I had eight punches on my eight punch card, and Jason got a free froyo out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that all worked out in the end. Um, I'm going to write them a note to say thanks for being awesome. I, I mean, otherwise, it was just a bunch of running around. I didn't do as many press rooms as I've done in the years past, which is good because I've actually been able to post like actual videos and write about them. Um, Got to see a lot of people, got to say hello to people I haven't seen in a while. The TV Fanatic guys, so good to see them. Uh, Matt and Eric and Steve and Bags and Sean, even though Bags says that I am a liar and he wouldn't let me hear the end of it, I was still happy to see them both. What did you lie about? Well, okay, so I wasn't going to go to Comic-Con and then I changed my mind and I was going to go to Comic-Con and it wasn't a lie. When I said I wasn't going, I wasn't going. When I changed my mind and said I was going, I was going. It was just a mind change. I didn't lie. Um, but anyway. You weren't planning on going all along, but just telling everybody that you exactly. weren't going. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I went and I enjoyed or the myself. other way around. And you guys, way to bury the lead, I saw Steve Kahn. And we literally might be the best of friends. He was so happy to see me and Kurt. It was awesome. It was awesome. Kurt and I got up to our own mischief, like we always do. Closed down a party, went, well, every night. And uh, <laughs> it was lucky I was alive Saturday morning. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I, I left. I, <laughs> I, so I use Voxer. This is, my, this is my last Comic-Con story because I don't really have anything related to Comic-Con about news or anything. Um, but it was Friday night. It was about... I don't know what time it was. I feel like it was 2.30 in the morning. Um, but I don't remember. And I left a Vox for my my group, Dan, Kath, Ray, Tim, and Jen. And it is the most drunk I've ever heard myself recorded. And listening back to it makes me laugh with tears of laughter. because Or cry with tears of laughter. Because I am just so drunk. And I'm slurring, but also trying to make sure that my words make sense. So so that it can... (laughs) So that, like, like, I'm not just slurring into it. It was amazing. It can't be My favorite part about it was (laughs) that she launches in the middle of something and doesn't explain it. Anybody who he is, anybody she's talking about, whatever. And all I could think was, most of the people on this conversation haven't been to Comic-Con in years. Have no right. idea who you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm talking about Steve Kahn. I'm like, you guys, I saw Steve Kahn. I'm like the best of friends. And then I changed the subject and I'm like, I just want to let you know that I can't move. I'm stuck in the middle of this hotel bed and I can't get up. Um, that's how I ended it. <laughs> and everybody else is like, they just glossed over the fact that I've not told them the Steve Kahn story, but they were very excited for me that I had met JT, the uh, VIP host at San Diego Hard Rock again this year. And we're best friends. So that's the that's the highlight of my Comic Con was my drunk fox and then Ducky's reaction because it was classic, classic Dan. So that's Comic Con in a nutshell for me. I always joke that my my boot my uh, menu at Comic Con is going to be uh, basic pizza salad the first night and then froyo and alcohol for the next four days, and I lived up to that, and I'm really proud of myself because I stuck to it. Yes, I, I, stuck to my, I, I, I stuck to my menu. I can, I can attest. 
I saw her eat all of that. <laughs> yeah, and my favorite thing. At some point in time. Uh, I did eat a baby Ruth at one party. So there's that. Um, I do remember eating a baby Ruth. And then somebody dared me to throw a baby Ruth in the pool. I think it might have been Carla. I didn't do it. I just ate the baby Ruth. Um, so, yeah, Comic-Con. Yeah, Comic-Con was a good time. Another uh, another group of, uh, you know, lots of different press rooms. I'll have videos of all those uh, to post over the next few weeks. And, uh, Soon enough. But the but again, the best part is the hanging out with friends from around the country mm-hmm. at night at the parties and stuff like that. So yeah, my favorite part of Comic Con was when I slept in. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I didn't stand in any lines, and there were no people. I slept in, in all weekend. I didn't go to anything before noon. Well, that's because you were out until three or four, so that's different, Amory. It's very true. It's very true. Um. Well, my computer just froze again, so I'm not sure what our first show is. Time to move on. Prime time. Um, incidentally, the other night we were sitting at a restaurant, my brother and sister and I and a bunch of my brother's softball friends, and we started singing um, TV theme songs, and we sang them all. You name it, we sang them. And my sister, Brains, was so excited, she started singing Hang Time, and it made me laugh. Hang time, running together, leaving it on the line. Okay, anyway. Um, the Glades, season four, episode eight, Three's Company. Well, I'm six episodes or so behind, so have at it. <laughs> so, Ray, what do you think of The Glades so far this season? What was... <laughs> Sorry. What was this episode? <laughs> this was This was the one where... Well, I've da- watched it. I've just his dad. His dad showed up at the end of the previous episode, and this was the episode oh, where he right. was he was there, and he was. You mean you know. Sean's dad? Yeah, that's right. Sean's <laughs> dad. Very disconcerting. Sean's dad showed up. <laughs> Henry that? showed up and was. <laughs> What's his face? His dad. <laughs> oh, Corbin Burnson was in it. Yes. Yeah okay. he he plays he plays the dad. He plays the dad who. I don't know. He seems to have a second life in Brazil. Oh, cool. As one does. No, like he has a work life in Brazil, but clearly he's unhappy with his home life because he only ever talks about his work life. (laughs) And his work, quote unquote, wife. Um, I don't, I mean, I enjoy the show. (laughs) I actually haven't noticed too many of the location things this time. Except Maybe I can never figure out if they're, like, taking place at the same time as we're actually seeing it. Because some of the stuff they do, I'm like, you wouldn't be doing that outside in Florida at this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that that was the the barbecue truck episode, whatever, where I was just like, really, all those people are outside in the swamp this time of year? I don't think <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> and, no, um, and nobody's swatting at anything? Exactly. <laughs> nobody's getting eaten alive. Although the the smoke from the barbecue smokers will keep them away from the people who are actually at the smoker. <laughs> Just so you know. Little tidbit. Um, there you go. There you go. Always be to Florida near the smoker. Gonna, yeah. If you're going to be uh, doing a barbecue competition outside in the middle of the summer in Florida in the swamp, make sure you're standing right there in the line of smoke. <laughs> You'll smell, but you won't be beaten alive. So there you go. Eaten alive. Not you won't be eaten alive. <laughs> If I said eaten, but I knew it sounded like beaten. So if, I. If you're beaten where, alive, then that's that's a story. Then we'll we'll, we'll, show up we'll call in the FDLE to investigate. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so I mean, I'm enjoying it, but the Callie with her 
her athlete thing is a little weird. Actually, I think all of the personal stuff is all a little weird. <laughs> it's kind of uneven to me this season, um, mm. how they're handling all of that. Because some weeks they're, I mean, I, I get it. I like that they're together or whatever, but, and I think that they're just struggling to figure out a way. I think they also struggled last season when she was separate from him, or was that the beginning of the season? I don't know how their seasons run. Yeah. But, like, I think they've struggled a little bit to find a way to have them be together and still have a storyline for those two. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've some of the things that they've had are have been realistic, but it's been, like, I don't know. It just seems uneven. Yeah. Anyway, just like the – I think it was in this episode, wasn't it, that the guy calls her late at night? Or is that last week? Um, I couldn't tell you. I can't, I can't remember which – I can't remember if it was – I think Last it was week. This I think it I can't remember it was I think but that storyline I think went into I think it may have been last week and went into this week where she actually Maybe. goes goes to his place to talk to him. Oh, because he releases his medical record. So it may have been last week, but yeah, I, I think can't. it was the opening of this week. Yeah, I where can't. like he gets mad at her because she's gonna go to the ath like I think it's supposed to indicate that he's a little jealous or something, but like it totally. I mean, I'm glad they had her column on it, where she's just like, seriously, and then like and they, you disappear on me every other minute. You're gonna get mad because I'm gonna have to do something for my job. Okay. Um, but I mean, in general, I still enjoy the show. I find it funny and whatever. The dad stuff was a little more serious than we're used to, but I'm sure it'll be back to being funny again next week or yeah. this week tonight. It's on, right? Whatever. Yeah, they've. Yeah, I, I'd say that the personal side of the stories have been a little uneven, almost from you know even from season to season. Where sort of the beginning of this season with her deciding to move back and stuff seemed weird because mm-hmm. it was like, isn't it only a little bit longer that her program was like going to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, right. And like, couldn't you guys just decide you're going to get married, but then? And for the year that she has to finish. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, bringing her back and then getting her, getting her a job and then giving her Ed Asner as a boss to you know, to, to play off of. I don't know, some of it has been uh, a little bit uneven. And it's it's one of those things that's kind of weird because it's like, you guys are making this stuff all up. <laughs> like, why do you got to make up such weird stuff that you have to try and then... Write yourself out. <laughs> yeah, sort of like like sending her off. Like there wasn't a medical school in Florida <laughs> that she could have, right. you know, or a, a, a teaching hospital or whatever that she could have been a part of or something. But uh, for the most part, I the the cases side of the stuff that him doing the investigations are the fun part of the episode. You know, fun part of the show anyway. So That's I true. still I still enjoy that, and you know, his inter- interactions with all the various people that he's investigating on the weekly basis and with the other cops and coroners and whatnot at the back at the cop shop at the cop shop. Yes. So I'll catch up eventually. It's all on my DVR. Also, um, sorry, Amory, one more thing. No, go ahead. Was it in this episode or the previous episode that they introduced the Ray thing? <laughs> the, not me, obviously <laughs> Wait. him getting out of, him being able to withdraw from protection or whatever many might do it or I don't know that was another example that I thought really yeah where they why what I is think, this coming from 
I think that was an episode. Also, they made it seem like he'd been in it for a long time, and I'm like, uh, I feel like he was—he just went into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like been uh, what, like, well, it was like last season, basically. So it's the six months right. or eight months or something like that that it's been, type of thing. Uh, but she makes the comment about how he's eligible for it after a year or something, and I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, the. But- Anyway. I think that was a couple episodes ago with when the son went to visit his dad. Right. I think that was the previous episode when it was also the I think it was also the episode that Jim's dad showed up. I can't I'm I'm totally like putting the last couple episodes together because it's been a couple weeks since it wasn't on last week. This is true. Which is also one of those weird things that I don't really get when you <laughs> when you only have a short period of time anyways what's the deal with the taking a week off just randomly in the middle and not on a holiday week or something you know it's like they didn't take the fourth of july week off they took this last week off i don't who knows that's the glades all right sorry now you can move on now i can move on the glades is done major here's another show i don't watch anymore well i mean i do watch but i just haven't watched it major crimes season two episode seven rules of engagement has what's her name nadine velasquez gotten any less annoying uh, the, the DA? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> Although they've had, uh... She's put in her place, though. Yeah, they've had, they've had Sanchez move from being, like, sort of this puppy dog following her around to putting her in her place about, about the yeah. way that she acts and, and, and responds to things. Oh, well, that's good. Because, Lord, she's annoying! I think that that indicates, I think, that we're supposed to find her annoying because even Sanchez, who yeah. liked her, right. finally was just had enough of her. <laughs> Don't treat me like your servant. I think that's what he said. Or your, your waiter. Your waiter. And and then she was like, God, he's a little touchy. And everybody else is like, no, maybe you're just rude. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, Has it gotten – here's another question. Has the show gotten – like, has it found its footing a little more? Because – I felt like last season it was so trying to be, like, a different show, but also still be the same show. I don't know. Like, has it progressed at all? I think it has. I think it has found its itself, and I don't know, more so found its focus on getting back to, while they still are trying for, you know, to make a deal a lot of times or whatever, uh, instead of taking something to trial. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to be in its spot. It doesn't feel uh, like they're trying to, even though some of the things like, you know, having Raider have, you know, a home storyline and stuff like that, where it all feels like a little bit like they've just replaced. But some of those storylines have all sort of come together better now. Mm, they've, okay. they've had a little bit of time to to gel together. And they tell some, they're telling some interesting stories with that but also i think they've done a really good job especially the last couple of weeks with like the murder case or whatever that they're that they're doing you know that they're investigating like the week before was a case with a uh, where there was a missing uh girl but it was a a boy with gender dys- dysmorphia or just however you say that that uh was born a boy but dressed like a girl and you know, felt like she was a girl, and the family treat you know tr- treat her like a girl. But there was a, a whole interesting story within that, you know that 
the way that the the cops handled it and oh. and stuff. It was just you know they've gotten back to doing the weekly stories become are really interesting have become uh and they've now that you've had more time uh the other side story stuff with the with the kid that was the witness you know that's living with her and stuff has become you know it's gelled together much more so what happened in this week's episode um, and this Ray, week's would you care to comment? Episode, <laughs> this week's episode was. Um, this was her husband. She asked her husband to act as the public defender. Yeah, if there was a. This was the one that had the the drive by shooting, and correct. And uh, they thought it was, you know, it gang looked related. like it looked like a gang related shooting, but that's where, you know, Sanchez went off. He from the very beginning he didn't think it was it didn't look gang related it didn't seem mm. and so that was it was a it was an interesting storyline to get back to uh you know who it, who it was and why it was and it turned out there was another uh murder that had taken place that had never been solved that that came up in the case and then the side storyline you know with uh Tom Berenger guest starring as as Raider's husband that sort of came to a head, and so there was a lot of uh, there was a, there was a lot of good stuff in the in the episode. And uh, Rusty going to hit dinner with the parents. Yeah, with the parents of of the girl of this girl that he's become friends with at the the school that he's going to. Mm. Although I thought his I thought her husband was kind of a, which I guess he was. We were seeing how he was with his own kids, where he was the thing he said to Rusty was kind of mean whatever he said about how you can't hide who you are or something like that. Yeah, well, he sort of intimated at, you know, his past cause he knows what it is, but then sort of saved it by saying, you know, that you're a witness in the case. And, and, uh, if you just, you know, tell him that you have to have a police escort and stuff like that, that the parents will just end it for you that you won't have to worry about it. Cause he was like really worried about going to this dinner and meeting the parents. And, but I thought the, the brief bit with Provenza where he calls him on just, you know, just, he wanted to them to help him out by saying that he couldn't saying that he couldn't make it to the dinner for some reason or, or what have you. And, and Provenza called him out on, you know, leave, you know, leaving somebody hanging and not showing up like, and cause that's what's happened to him from, you know, his mother and, and father and stuff like that have, you know, had done that to him all his life. And so that was, that was an interesting little, little bit of that story. Is that one detective still just awful? Which girl? one detective? Yeah, the girl. Yeah, but we don't see very much of her. Good, because yeah. I can't bad, stand though. her. Well, she's gotten a, a, a little better. Uh, they, she's become less of the, you know, the ass kisser, you know, trying to, ah, right. trying to ingratiate herself in. And she's, she's had a couple of, she's had a couple of experiences though, uh, within some of the storylines at the beginning of this season and stuff that, uh, you know, she's sort of changed her tune a little bit and she's sort of become more of part of the team, mm. but it's like every time there's somebody new or whatever, it always takes a while until Provenza is like okay with you and then 
you're okay within the, the rest of the, the group. Alright. Alright. So I don't mean, I don't... I'll catch up eventually. But it sounds like there's nothing really new happening. Um, major crimes. Melissa and Joey, because I want to talk about something upbeat. <laughs> Melissa and Joey, season three, episode nine, something happened. Um, you guys, this show has quickly become... Like, it's not gonna learn it's not gonna earn Emmys. It's not gonna do anything really special, but it's just such a fun way to spend time. It's one of the first things I got caught up on when I got home from Comic Con, just because it's so easy to watch and it's so realistic to me that like the whole thing was that this was the episode about what was her name? What's her name? Lennox is like losing her virginity and writing about it, and that's how they all find out and um, you know, how Joe and how Mel react to it. It was just so, like, like kids don't tell their parents those things, and then parents don't realize kids don't tell their parents, and they write it about it on their blog, and it was. Just, I think it was really well handled. I think it was really, really handled well. Thoughts? The the show is a, is a lot of fun, and they, they had an interesting sort of spin on the, you know, like, her boyfriend gets mad because <laughs> of what he reads, you know. Right. On, and and uh and stuff and and yet and joe was like mad at him but then when he hears why why he broke off with her then he sort of changes his tune a little bit and that storyline was good the just the last few episodes have been uh a lot of fun with uh yeah uh, the episode before with the you know the the friend that always is getting Mel in trouble, but she can't seem to get rid of her. Yes, and then she friends Ryder at the end, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> and then, and then uh, she runs into Joe, and Joe just doesn't think anything of it, but she's really trying to use Joe to get back with Mel. And then it ends with she, she's friended Ryder on Facebook. <laughs> to, once they've both, you know, told her to leave uh, to try and, yeah. and get back, that was. That one was I think it's funny. Just, I think it's fun. I think it makes me laugh out loud. Like the fact, and I'm really noticing it more now than I was before, but the fact that they get away with so many adult jokes <laughs> while also still being a show that kids can watch with their family, like, I think it's hysterical. And I love it. And Joey's hair isn't bothering me anymore. I know. I was just thinking to myself, I wonder if his hair still looks like that and I've just gotten used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Because let me tell you, people, his hair looked really bad at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I really thought I had missed an episode or they were airing <laughs> things out of order. And I was going to find out that it was some kind of dare. I don't know. But yes. I must have gotten used to it because I didn't notice it this episode. Um, I have to tell a funny story about Joey Lawrence. And, and I always call my cousin Joey Lawrence. And it's not, the story's not really about Joey Lawrence. And it's kind of sad. But Okay. So you're going to tell a sad story after wanting to talk about something upbeat. No, I am, but it just, it made everybody laugh. So I was very excited. So my grandmom died July 10th and, um, you know, we're, we're a family that makes jokes about things like right away. So we, um, we were sitting around and I just kind of was like, Oh my God, who's going to tell Joey Lawrence? Like, and I was just joking. You know, because he's he's my mom's first cousin's nephew, okay? And at that moment, as I said out loud to everybody in the room, 
who's going to tell Joey Lawrence? My aunt literally was like, oh, don't worry. I'm on the phone with Nancy right now. I'll let her know. Like, they, like it just lit, lit up the whole room because we really are not blood, but we're related to Joey Lawrence. And my aunt happened to be on the phone with his aunt while I was saying, who's going to tell the Lawrence brothers? And it just made me laugh. And that was something. So Joey Lawrence, thank you for helping me. You made me laugh. So, yeah, that's Joey yeah, Lawrence. Help you. That's Joey Lawrence. Moving on to a third show that I'm not caught up on. Franklin, oh, TNT. Franklin and Bash, season three, episode seven, Control. See, I can't remember what it was about. All right. Is this the cow semen one? Oh, God. I'm excusing myself to let Hannah outside because she's starting to bark. I will be back and hopefully you'll be done talking about cow semen. <laughs> we'll do our best. Okay. I think Is that what this one was? Uh, I think it did have where her brother showed up. Yeah, and the... Which, let me just bitch about something for a second. Okay, this is a case that <laughs> is taking... Is having to do with Alabama, right? I think it was Alabama. Yeah, it seems like uh, even... I don't know, even if somehow... I mean, they never say it, but even if somehow, like, the corporation that sold it to him was, like, based in California, it still seems like something that would be adjudicated in Alabama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they didn't even make it like, oh, she got on a plane and went to Alabama. No, it was all taking place clearly <laughs> in L.A. And I was just like, I don't even understand. Like, are you just totally, we don't care anymore yeah, if it makes sense? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about having some fun with the storylines. <laughs> Which, I mean, it was funny. It just was one of those things where I was like, really? Like, this is not how this would happen? <laughs> and I think I partly noticed it because she specifically says to him, why don't you get an, a lawyer in Alabama or something like that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, shouldn't this case be taking place in Alabama? I don't understand. But yeah. I still thought it was funny. Yeah, that... I also thought the him taking the girl, who I don't know anybody's names, yeah. to... <laughs> Court. To small claims court because she wouldn't yes. talk to him. <laughs> yes. There's another example of something that wouldn't happen that quickly, but <laughs> I usually hand wave the how quickly things happen on the show, but <laughs> since you I'm know. Back. Well, yeah. Well, well, you have somebody that gets picked up for murder and the trial like starts immediately. Right. Uh, well, it, just even in this one, the Heckler case, like they immediately are in court. Yeah. And you're just like, huh? That wouldn't happen like that, but okay. Or in the, but I can ignore yeah. that. The whole, it's something that's taking place in another state, that's a different question. Yeah, that was the thing that it draws you out of it. But yeah, like in the previous episode where they're working on a case against the guy, and then the next day he's being charged with murder, and then next day they're they're now his, his lawyers and they're in court uh, yeah. with the case, and you're like... <laughs> No, cases never go that fast. But that's the type of stuff that you sort of let go because you can't really tell the type of stories that they're telling and do it over <laughs> where they're working on this case over six months you know, type of right. thing. Right, exactly. No, I agree with that. It's just, like I said, those things I hand wave, but the Alabama thing, come on. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was a little weird. The end of this episode was also a little... But the show is just... I mean, it's just cra it's just crazy fun. It's just you know weird cases and watching them go back and forth. And uh, the only thing that that's bothered me a little bit is I don't know what the deal is with TNT, but like 
a good number of their shows they're playing episodes out of order and stuff like that this season in the in the and so there's been like a little bit of 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 stuff happening where you're like wait a second they of of how the wall has been in their office and then it's not there. <laughs> oh yeah, I did notice that <laughs> and actually. And I think especially because they last week they were talking through the hole in the wall and then this week his desk was on the other side of the the office and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, there was. I mean, there was some stuff in there where I I think this week or it was the previous week. I can't remember. There was one week where they they said you know if we win. You'll take the, you know, or if they help out with the B case or whatever, that they'll, she'll take down the wall or whatever. And then it ends up being taken down at the end of the episode. But there was, there was different stuff this season where, uh, the same thing has happened with King and Maxwell and, uh, and with Perception. They've been playing, they've been playing the episodes out of order. And in King and Maxwell, it was very noticeable because, in like, one case he's using uh Benny the forager uh in a case and then like 2 weeks later he shows up and she's beating the crap he, her people are beating the crap out of him because she hasn't seen him in a long time you know type of thing and you're like wait a second but then that episode was like should have been like episode 3 but it was played as like episode 5 or something and that stuff just I don't I don't get it <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand especially with a new show yeah, but with a new show, sometimes they do it because some of the later episodes have a better or a better representation of what they want you to keep watching. So yeah, I, I so at least I can understand it with those. Yeah. But with established shows, but yeah, and then but with Perception and and uh, and Franklin Bash and that they've playing the episodes out of order makes it makes no sense because there is some continuity through line, you know, to the to the personal side of storylines that right that uh that makes no sense and makes you it makes you feel like you've you've missed an episode when you haven't you know and i was trying to go back you know and catch up on like the last few episodes but i ended up watching them cuz on demand they're in they're in the proper order oh you know they're they're numbered correctly but yet when they're going to drop off of on demand is in a weird order because of the way that they've played, you know, like where, you know, the episode that says that it's episode number six was actually yeah. episode yep. number three. So it's about to disappear type of thing. And so, but I ended up, I ended up catching up in the proper order. So that was, <laughs> that makes all right. You didn't really experience it like I did. <laughs> anyway, I, the only other thing I wanted to say was that the end of the episode, I really thought they were going to be saying that, that What's-His-Face and the old judge were playing a joke. But it seems, though, even though the preview didn't have anything, so maybe it's an example of something being played out of order again, um, it seems as though they're going to say that he, like, we're going to try to believe that he, I know that none of us are going to believe that he killed him because we actually saw the scene happen. Um, yeah, but he... He's going to end up on trial, and Franklin and Bash are going to be his counsel. That's what's going to happen. I just, I just can't deal with that. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. It's just one of those things where, like, we've seen what really happened, so it's kind of just annoying. Like, it would be almost better if they hadn't shown us his getting along with the judge and the judge saying he was going to give his seat to him, whatever. That was one of those because it sort of came out of nowhere. Like, 
all of a sudden, all of a sudden he had been <laughs> whacked over the head with a golf club. And of course, Carp's holding the club. Like, right. Because <laughs> of course a lawyer would know <laughs> when he showed up to a, a scene to make sure he grabbed everything and touched it. But yeah, that that'll be, you know, again, it'll just be something to that they'll play out. The only thing that the real thing that sort of bothered me in the beginning of Franklin and Bash this season was at the end of last season, they, you know, they got ended up getting kicked off the plane and doing whatever, but it was to keep the other firm from buying Enfield Daniels. And so they mm-hmm. were like saving the firm. They helped to save the firm. But then when they bring Heather Locklear's character on, all of a sudden she's like totally cracking the whip on them and, and telling them that they'll be fired if they don't do certain stuff. And you're just like, really? That's what would happen to the people that helped save the firm. It was, that was a weird beginning to the season to me. And, uh, it and was her like, face doesn't move. it was like, just so that they could create some weird conflict between the two. Uh, but it made no sense. Even in, she needs less Botox. Even inside this, the show that, you know, has a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. Amory, in the show, she's kind of a character whose face wouldn't move, so. <laughs> it works. But in real life, she's not. But we're not watching well, her in real life. I don't see her in real life. I only see her in In real character. life, she has Botox, and it's too much. I'm not commenting on the act on the character. I'm commenting on the actor. I know what Heather. you're commenting on. <laughs> Heather, take my advice. Heather, put down the needle. I don't think she's doing it to herself, Amory. That's what they all say. Yeah. You walk yourself into that aesthetic office. You're doing it to yourself. So on that note. That's what she said. Oh, my God. All right. Um, Suits. Season three, episode two. I want you to want me. Now, I know Ray took issue with how this episode ended. I did. You're correct, Amundo, about that. What was that issue? So what was that issue? Here's all I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. This show could have gotten away with pairing Mike and Lewis for several episodes. (laughs) They're enjoyable. I mean, I know we all want to see Mike and Harvey together, but it's kind of like any romantic pairing. (laughs) Except that USA doesn't stick with it because they got to get back to their pattern as soon as possible. (laughs) It wouldn't be a USA show if they didn't. I know, but see... I feel like this show especially lends itself to it still could be a week-to-week show, but you could have different pairings of people. So you could yeah. have gotten away with having Mike working with Lewis for a while. And, and then, then – Yeah, and then have something come up that makes – that gets Donna and Harvey to change their mind on forgiving Mike. Right. Instead right. of it all of a sudden coming in – while there's been some time and it it – it did make sense in the storyline that they were doing. Uh, they could have prolonged that a little bit because it, it's been weird because Lewis has actually been in the weird spot of you know where there's the other guy that you kind of li- dislike even more than Lewis. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, and then Lewis trying to woo Mike uh, to be, to you know, to work with them that, you know, that was pretty good. And, uh, it was very interesting that you felt you felt bad for Lewis when he came around the corner with the cake. Yeah. I did feel bad for him. I did. But I just mean, 
I think for me, it's less about whatever. It's just the, it's more about the fact that USA always does the same thing with their shows. And I really was kind of hoping that this would be the one because they would say, oh no, we can still have what we like about trying to keep, you know what I mean? Everything, the status quo. Yeah. But we don't have to keep it exactly the same as it's been. Um, and we can get away with it because we have care. You know what I mean? I think it's just a strong cast that can get away with it. There's chem- yeah. Everybody kind of has chemistry with each other. Um, but whatever. whatever. It's just not meant to be. Obviously not. I mean, don't get me wrong, people. I still love the show. I still think it's a great show. Um, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, it could. I don't know. It's better. just a USA thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it yeah. really truly is just a USA thing that they always have to do whatever and and it annoyed me this time because I just thought for once they maybe were going to let it not be that <laughs> yeah like the fact that by the end of this the first episode they hadn't got back together you kind of thought okay maybe they're going to let it ride right and they let it ride but for a whole nother episode they let it ride for a whole nother episode <laughs> it just felt like I mean I guess I feel like Harvey would make him wait longer yeah because it hasn't been that long yeah because overall the actual time from where things ended in the previous season to where they are now is not a significant amount of time. Right. 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 I don't know. I still love the show too. I just, just I don't know. I am the same agreeing, same agreeing. (laughs) I agree with Ray. Damn right. You do. (laughs) Um, other than that, I thought the scene between Donna and oh my god, why am I forgetting names? Rachel. Rachel. Rachel was great. Well, I thought the first scene where she says, "I'm she actually starting to get scared for you." Oh right, that was hysterical. <laughs> when Rachel is indicating size, um, that was pretty funny. And then I thought the scene where Donna tells her that she told Mike to. Yeah. Leave her alone. I thought that was a really good scene between those two. I loved um I love the scene with Donna and what's his name? Lewis, where she's like, Please stop saying uniballs and then he said it like three more times. Yes. And I really feel like Jeff and his team is this Jeff Easton? No, he's white collar. I feel like Aaron and his team, Aaron Korsh, they feel like they have to fit in a certain amount of goddamns and shits in one episode. <laughs> because sometimes Jessica will say like you're got you're something and it it doesn't fit but you felt like they were like well we have the leeway to say it so we have to throw it in. I think that could be true. So yeah. That's suits. We're liking it. We wish it had stayed a little bit different. But now moving on. And now my computer's frozen. Under the Dome season. Nope, not true. Unforgettable season two, episode one. Apparently, it I is don't know what it's called. It is on CBS. What's it called? Unforgettable. This episode. No, the episode. Oh, big, big time. <laughs> big time. Always good to see John Skirty. Is my opinion. Uh, Lou from Rescue Me, one of my favorite shows. One of my favorite characters on one of my favorite shows. I just, I mean, I really like Herc from Friday Night Lights, so it's a shame that he's not a regular anymore, and I liked the actors and stuff that they worked with last year, but I don't, I mean, it didn't feel any real difference, except that what Dallas is the show Roberts about is again? there. 
Huh? What is this show about? Okay, so Poppy Montgomery plays this woman named Carrie Wells who remembers every single day of the year and every single thing that happened to her, except she could not remember what happened to her sister who died. And so that whole first season was about, like, trying to figure that out. So then that kind of happened, and that kind of solved, and then season two, well, then it was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know what happened, but then it was renewed. And they but decided to bring it back as a summer May. show. So this was last May, not this May. It was canceled and renewed, and they decided to bring it back as a 2013 summer show. So it just started last night, and she plays Carrie Wells, and uh, Dylan Neal plays Al, whatever his name is, and they sort of have a relationship, but don't have a relationship because it's an Al of a wife or something. I don't really know. All I know is I like Poppy Montgomery. She's one of the few um, (laughs) New Zealanders who covers her accent very, very well, but that's about it. The thing about the show that was interesting was, is that clearly they decided while they brought it back, they were going to like upgrade it, you know, like yeah. they were going to go a little bit bigger. So they, they give them an, you know, sort of a, a reason to be brought into the major crime section of the NYPD, which has all the latest and greatest gadgets and toys to use, uh, along with those two having right. a high, you know, solve rate for the cases that they work right so that was interesting the thing that felt a little weird about it was that they show up and they do this but they it's like all the cops and everything that they've worked with in queens are just like they're never mentioned nothing happens Mm -hmm. they're just they're just there at the new place and by the end of the episode they're part of that that new team and that felt a little weird if you'd watch the first season, but then it also kind of worked as they were reintroducing these characters and they gave you a little bit of some of the backstory, but uh, basically we're introducing this, this new thing right? to, you know, and so uh, I didn't see what the, uh, you know, just aired last night. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't look to see what the ratings ratings were, but I liked the show in the, you know, enough in the first season. It's, definitely a a crime procedural and it had Mm -hmm. it did have an overarching story about her trying to find out who uh you know killed her sister when they were younger but it looks like they're mostly going away from that and they're just going to be working you know whatever the the big new york case of the week is right so unforgettable i'll be watching it but i mean I've already forgotten. There's a lot it. on Sunday nights. Yeah, so. it's it's you know it's good, but yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff on on uh, on Sunday nights. Although if you don't watch anything, I watch none on, of it, people. Although if you don't watch anything on cable, you can always go with the unforgettable uh, crossing lines. You know, double feature crossing lines is still on. Double feature cops on, and it just switched from CBS to NBC. But uh, yeah, that yeah. that show's going to play out the rest of. The season, I mean, it's one of yeah. those foreign-produced shows that NBC bought on the cheap. That does everybody have to hide their horrible accents? It's going or? to no, because nobody has to hide their horrible accents because they're all. It takes place in Europe, and they're all from various places in Europe. So camp, stupid camp. <laughs> yeah, camp is camp is the one where they're all Australian playing. It's so bad. Anyway, playing American. Anyway. That's prime time this week. We didn't really talk about what I was going to talk about for uh, 
reality, I just want to comment on the winner of Design Star, no longer HGTV. Uh, what is it? What was it used to be called? Network Design Star? I don't remember what it was called. It was called something, but uh, it was. I think it was just HGTV Design Star or something, or and now it's just like HGTV Star or something. Oh, or? that's right. It's just HGTV Star now. Um, I like the winner, Tiffany. She was really good. She had a great sense of what she was doing. Um, but here's the thing. Why is she's, I don't know, she's like co-hosting a show now or something that's going to start in September. And like I do with all of these shows, I will likely not watch her show. I watch the competition, but I, that's usually where it stops. Um, talking about Food Network star. I don't really love anybody that's left. Stacy. I agree with everybody that comments. She's just too fake for me. Um, so I guess I hope Damaris wins because I also can't stand Russell or Rodney. So Damaris is by default the people, the person I'm choosing. Am I watching any other reality? Master Chef, Chrissy's still there being an I hater. Um, but I also hate Natasha. I kind of hate everybody. Well, the people I don't hate are the people whose names I don't know, and there's a lot of people even like in the 15th week that I don't know their names. Um, so there's that. And I think that's it for reality. America's Next Top Model starts in two weeks. And it's going to be guys versus girls. So that'll be exciting. Otherwise, that's it. Mm-hmm. So moving on to TV on DVD picks for Tuesday, August 6th. Um, I guess... I mean, I like Strike Back, so, but Jason's picking Strike Back. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but I went with Political Animals. Not that I think you have to own it. But if you didn't see it, it's not a bad show. And James Walk is great. I love James Walk. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, my pick is Strike Back Season 2. If you don't have Cinemax or have been watching, Strike Back is a, is a very good, you know, action uh, series. And those boys are beautiful and hilarious. And I want to marry Sully Stapleton, but he doesn't seem like the marrying type. And, and, oh. if, and on the Amory scale, I, I, I think they probably do accents well. They do. Considering that the American is played by a British guy and the British guy is played by an American. Exactly. Switch it up. Um, I'm going to tell you to buy hmm, Community? No, don't buy that. No. (laughs) Really bad season. You don't want to buy that. Um, I don't have anything. Political animals, I guess. Amory looked it up and it was only 15 bucks right now on sale. Like the week it comes out, it'll be on sale. Once it goes up to 20, don't buy it. Exactly. I don't even know if you should buy it for fifteen. You can buy it on iTunes for two dollars a pop, and then you only spend twelve bucks on it. I mean, it, it's a good ep- it's a good show, but I'm just saying, spend your money wisely. People. That other three bucks might be for like some special features or something. Oh, that's true. All right, you can spend your fifteen dollars on it. <laughs> I mean, also, I don't know you, that there's special features on the disc. I'm assuming if you have like a five dollar gift certificate to Best Buy and it's fifteen bucks because it usually will be matching. Um, then it will only be 10 bucks at Best Buy, and that is perfect right there. So well, there, you go. there you go. So there's our advice <laughs> on other, TV shows on DVD. <laughs> With um, a little DVD purchasing advice. Right. What next? Outro. Um, our music today. Well, I mean, what do we usually say here? Who's going to be on next week? What's happening? Uh, normally we do say who's going to be on next week, but since I don't know yet, <laughs> it'd be hard to say. So, but there will tune be, in next week for a surprise. Be, yes, there will be two guests with me next week. Our music today was provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records.
And I gotta go take care of dog number one. I gotta eat. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I had a cookie. You so. rub that in? Now I'm going to have bagel bites, I think, because I went grocery shopping with my seven-year-old kids. Uh, not kids. Nieces or nieces. Say, and, when did you get seven-year-old uh, kids, Amory? Surprise! You got kids um, and they age seven years. They must look under Exactly. The exactly. So we bought bagel bites and mozzarella sticks, and they're in my freezer. So I might as well eat them while I'm here. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good night. Indeed. Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of brews Okay, so Amory, say something Hello And Ray Something Alright We are all recording We're making it happen, okay um, I'm gonna go. Oh, what's that? There's like a speck or something. Okay, anyway. Here we go. Sorry, I was looking at my phone case. I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome sure? to TV... <laughs> there it is. There it is. We got that out of the way. <laughs>